0: But what if inside of every one of our traumas is an opportunity and every single time we see an opportunity arise that resembles something that hurt us in the past, we run away from it. Eventually, you're going to run out of opportunity. The two most difficult things to get is opportunity and momentum. And if you disrespect either of them, then you're not going to get them again. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, The Grown Eye Podcast. Today, we are going to dive into what a conqueror mindset is. One of you messaged me on Instagram and actually brought this thought front of mind. So this podcast is for you guys, by you guys, and I hope that you absolutely love it. Eight Steps to a Conqueror Mindset. I'll see you inside. Every now and then, I'll get a message from a supporter of the podcast that really, really hits me deeply. And, you know, the message is always in the medium, right? Sometimes it just takes a certain person saying a certain thing, a certain type of way that just, like, hits you, like, down to your core and just r- really resonates with you. This person asks, They've been following the podcast since it started. They've been following Team Haley since even before the podcast started. Like, you... You've got through so much. There's so much has happened. There's so much like loss that has happened. There's so much win that has happened. There's so many things that have happened, yet there's never been a time outside of recent where you like just stopped performing, that you just stopped executing. How in the world do I build myself into that type of person? And it's funny when something gets pitched to you that makes you reflect in where to be like, oh damn, like I guess I kind of am that person. You don't quite notice it until that little aha moment happens. Because like, dude, we're all just going through life doing the best we can. I made that post um, on my my Instagram just before New Year's, where I was like, yo, a message I need you to realize. The person you look up to and admire, they're going through the same stuff you're going through. They're, they have the same day to day life experiences. Every day I feel happiness. I feel sadness. I feel exhilaration. I feel nervousness. Every day I feel let down. Every day I get impressed. Every single day these emotions are happening. And how we balance and manage those emotions, I think, really is what our mindset in its purest form, is actually entailed upon. And what I mean by that, recently I I had a really interesting, uh, I guess sort of difficult situation go down. Um, All of it really in in the immediate hindsight of it being about 10 days ago is highly positive for me. There's only been positive effects, but it seems like it was a really negative thing because. I attribute it to this conqueror's mindset. And this person's DM came at an extremely interesting time. I was not in a great spot. I had a really good friend of mine going to go behind my back, stab me a little bit. But I mean, dude, how many times have you guys had that happen to you? How many times has someone just maybe taken advantage of your kindness and your generosity and tried to paint you as the the, the bad person? Maybe some other people are drawn down with it. But listen... Whenever something like this happens, whenever there's something that could be perceived as negative actually goes down and transpires and takes place, there's no losing that happens unless you stop moving, unless it cripples you to a place of incubation that you're just not going to leave your house. You're not going to leave your bed. You're not going to do anything for yourself because, yo, the world is still Turning, it is still going on, and people are going to leave you if you allow yourself to go into this incubation period because you feel sorry for yourself because something happened. Dude, every single human being on this planet your mom, your dad, your best friend, your sister, your partner, everyone. It's simply doing the best they can. And some people's best isn't very good. I understand that. I get that. This goes back to the Matthew Johnson episode. We're talking about, are you doing it for the glamification of, 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 the dopamine hits on social media? Are you doing it? Cause you love doing it. And because you love accomplishment, not everyone loves accomplishment. Most people just love the easy barrier to entry where they're able to get where they are now, maybe step on a few folks, get a little bit higher, step on a few folks. But if you go up the ladder by constantly putting other people down, then your ceiling is going to be very low. If you go up the ladder by empowering other people, then shoot, the world is your oyster. So this cocker mindset thing sort of came to me, I guess, after I was reflecting on that question, I was flying back from uh, Indiana to Ohio and I was sitting there, I was like, you know what, dude, like everything that happens, it's just an opportunity. And I'm a little heartbroken right now. I'm a little bit upset. But this is just another opportunity. This is showing me something that's a weakness in myself that now I get to give effort to. I get to journal about this and I get to breathe on this and I get to walk Peyton just allowing my my mind to manifest what these next steps are for me to heal myself and for me to create a better outward. The N-word was affected mildly. The outward was affected quite heavily. And this showed where my weaknesses were. So with that, how do we cultivate a conqueror mindset? We need to first be crystal clear on what a conqueror mindset is. This is where challenges are seen as opportunity for growth or learning. This is the essence of the Grow It I podcast. This is how you have a balance of ambition, patience, and self-compassion, yet also a great understanding of the selfishness of the world where everyone is just trying to get one step ahead. And if everyone is trying to do that, and you view that maybe half of the people in the world are coming from a good place of moral ground, the other half people in the world aren't coming from a good place of moral ground, but every single one of them is trying to get a step ahead, you can sort of come to a conclusion that 50% of people will gladly step on you in order to get ahead ahead of you. And when you just come to solace and agreement with, okay, you know, I'm going to be hurt a lot along this whole thing called life, this entire experience. And the further I go, the higher I get, the more people are going to try to hurt you, or maybe will hurt you. Or maybe people will just, as a byproduct of them growing and evolving, part of that growth and evolution will be them hurting you. And that is okay. When you understand that these things are going to happen and that every single thing that happens is an opportunity for you to go inward, to create a better outward, you now have a conqueror's mindset because you don't get down. You don't get sad. You don't get incubated because, ah, oh, shit sucks right now. No, you rise up. You fight back. You fight for yourself. You don't fight the person that calls the harm. that's wasting energy. You fight for yourself to have your own validation, your own internal drive. And you have a relentless pursuit towards your improvement. Number one is the power of self-talk. In my opinion, in these moments, if you get down, sad, and you start talking negatively, then you're going to criticize yourself. You're going to destroy the empowerment of self. And I mean... Fuck, we know how bad that hurts. So, what can we do to make our positive, to make our negative self talk cultivated into positive self talk? I am going to briefly interrupt this podcast to ask you too. Leave a five-star review and rating on whatever platform you're listening. And if you do this and screenshot and send it to the growerdie Instagram page, you are going to be entered to win a $100 Amazon gift card. We're going to be picking people every other week. And listen, the show gets like 10, maybe 15 reviews per week. So your odds are going to be pretty high in there. So if you do that for me, it would be an amazing help. Let's get back to the show. You just simply audit. You're just simply aware. And the clients that I work with who struggle with negative self-talk, I have them carry post-it notes around or journal around all day. And every time something negative happens inward, they write it down. And eventually you get real fucking tired of writing this shit down. Because the things that we sometimes say to ourselves are much more harsh than we would ever say to somebody else. At least for a truly aware person i'm a terribly harsh critic of myself i listen back to every single podcast show and you guys are telling me how great it is yet i'm sitting here like having to pause it halfway through like there's no way anyone's going to listen to you like this is terrible and i have to audit myself no it's not terrible it's just where you want to be versus where you are now are there's a lot of work to go so you keep putting in the reps If you don't have 10,000 hours of work, then you're not going to be a pro, and I don't have 10,000 hours of work. Right now, I have about 4,000 hours of work, so I'm not even halfway there. I'm not even half as good as I'm going to be. I think a very important point of this, and it's a conversation I had very deeply with Danielle the other day, there's confronting the past to forge the future. I have viewed parts of my past, maybe a a childhood situation, maybe something that somebody has done to me or something I have done to somebody else. And it's kind of been a, a chain on me. It's been this anchor on me. What if we turn that chain into a chisel where we can carve out better resilience? We can carve out more informed cells because we're taking the lessons that were learned from those past experiences that just sit in your mind and almost gray out when you think about them because they make you so uncomfortable. Your blood pressure starts rising. You feel this emotional response to them. If you feel that response, then that is that trauma still controlling you. That is something that happened 20 years ago still controlling you and it's sitting inside of you, it's manifesting in you and subconsciously it's draining you even when it's not in your conscious train of thought. You've got to work through that. You cannot let that sit there and continue to manifest or else it's going to continue haunting you. And every single time something pops back up that resembles whatever that little trauma is, you're going to run away from it. But what if inside of every one of our traumas is an opportunity? And every single time we see an opportunity arise that resembles something that hurt us in the past, we run away from it. Eventually, you're gonna run out of opportunity. The two most difficult things to get is opportunity and momentum. And if you disrespect either of them, then you're not going to get them again. I believe in doing really hard things every single day. I I remember listening to a Huberman episode where he's like, dude, get up and sweat. Like, first thing in the morning, can you sweat? Can you accomplish hard things? I know David Goggins talks about doing really hard things, too. And I think he has a lot of really good points in the things that he says, although his message isn't applicable to everybody. Anytime something is really discomforting, We should embrace that. We should welcome that. We should think that because this is a skill set that you have not yet accomplished. And there's people listening to this right now who's going through hard things. Sit there with it. Think about the hard thing. Bring it front and center and shine a spotlight on it right now. What is the hard thing that you are experiencing? My hard thing is I'm experiencing scaling a company to a place that I have never, never known before. I don't know what to do next. I genuinely do not know what to do. I have consult with so many people in my circle that I'm extremely grateful for. I'm running things by Keith and, and Jack and Brandon and, and Jess, and I'm, I'm getting their feedback, and I'm seeing where I should go next. I, I have Jordan Duggar coming down next week, and he and I are going to talk about it. And also, like, where do I go next? Because this thing has gotten too big for me to be able to handle in terms of talking about the fitness coaching with Team Haley. No. We're fortunately killing it. We have unbelievable a um, pipeline of referrals coming in as leads that we just hired five new trainers, six new trainers, sorry, just hired six new trainers. We're gonna hire another six trainers. By April, I am bringing on a whole sales force. I'm bringing on a whole marketing force. I'm bringing on this whole thing. I have no idea what I'm doing. I come from a blue collar background that was low middle class family and no one in my family has ever done what we're doing. It is brutal. It keeps me up at night. I need to make sure that I'm servicing my people perfectly. That means my clients and my staff. I have strict boundaries with the hours that I'm working now because I'll drive myself nuts and I won't get anything accomplished in my actual life because I will only accomplish things in my professional life. This is terrifying. That's what's making me heavily uncomfortable right now is I don't know what to do. What's making you uncomfortable right now? Bring it front and center. Get out of your comfort zone with it. Break your pattern. How do you usually handle these things? How I usually handle these things is I will have my laptop and my computer out. You won't be able to get a hold of me for nothing and I will work. Unending. Until the problem is solved and that is toxic and that ruins relationships and that ruins trust that people have in you. And that also ruins your human connection. And I love human connection. So right now I have to break this pattern. I have to bring somebody on from the outside who can scale this thing, provide me expertise to be able to best run my company. What is your pattern? We're not going to slip into that and handle this situation that way. because. The outcomes that it's gotten you previous to this are undesirable. That's why these things might be your traumas. That's why this might be an opportunity that you run away from. We're going to breathe on it. We're going to stay emotionally in control. And we are going to operate from the high IQ and high EQ place that you are in. And we're going to work through this. Embrace the hard shit because the more hard shit that you do, the easier the hard shit gets to navigate. When you never do hard things and then something hard pops up, your entire nervous system just goes haywire. But when you continually choose to do something hard every single day, every single day, then it is easier for you to step into the hard shit, step into the resistance and push through it. You guys, I'm going to interrupt the show really quickly to tell you about the Grow or Die Facebook group that is jam-packed with knowledge. Not only am I going to be having guests from the Grow or Die page come in there and talk exclusively to you guys, we are going to share tons of information about sex, about relationships, about mentality, about wealth, about health that we are going to continually be building upon, and it is a literal one-stop shop for continuing self-improvement in the areas of your life in bedroom, your wallet, and the way that you see yourself and see the world. So please join the free Grow or Die Facebook group, a ridiculous amount of value in there. Let's get back to the show. The whole no days off mentality is something that I guess I viewed as not quite conducive to the overall human experience for quite some time, but I want to actually bring that back. I want to resurface this conversation. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. If you're committing to your growth every single day, then that's something that you probably don't want to take days off from, right? If you're committing to a balanced view of the self-care, the mental health, the professional health, the social health, then we probably shouldn't actually be taking days off of self-awareness. We probably shouldn't be taking days off of mindfulness. We probably shouldn't be taking days off of self-actualization, So maybe the no days off mentality is a beneficial one for us. Maybe that actually feeds our soul when it's constructed the right way. If we orchestrate a no days off mentality in terms of, hey, I'm going to simply do things today that makes me very uncomfortable, so I'm better at handling the hard things in the future, that serves my health, so I'm going to hit my cardio, I'm going to get a sweat in first thing in the morning, and I'm going to feel good about myself, that nourishes my body, so I'm going to put nutrients in my body that my brain likes and my organs like, that my muscles like to help it survive and thrive. I'm going to put poor effort into my social relationships that serve me well, so maybe I reach out to a friend that I feel really, really good around every single time I'm around them, and I'm going to pour into my professional life because I respect myself enough to know that I can be great at whatever it is I'm doing, and I might not be great right now, but if every seven days I'm seven for seven on doing a little task that gets me closer to greatness, and you compile that across the course of a year, well, this year's a leap year, so 366 days then you're 366 steps closer and how people think success is built is it's this huge uprise all at once and it is not that for hardly anybody anyone who has true sustained long-term success has done it over a very sustained and profound amount of time for me it's been 10 years in the making holy crap we're going on 11 years in the making And I would say 90% of those days over the 11 years, I did something that simply just served me, even if it's a little tiny thing. Even if I just pull my computer out for an hour and I study somebody else's work or somebody else's funnel or somebody else's clothes or how somebody else is talking about programming for clients. And I just expanded my mind a little bit, then it made me a little bit better. It doesn't have to be these massive leaps forward. It has to be just tiny leaps forward. So Can we create the no days off mentality to manifest in a highly applicable way to our day-to-day lives? Maybe we can. Now, a conversation that I absolutely love, turn your pain into your power. When somebody hurts you or something doesn't go your way, that has to propel you. That has to drive you. It has to give you an unending thirst that just cannot be quenched, but you just get driven by quenching this thing. I had my business partners fuck me this year. I had my best friend fuck me this year. And these two things are driving me. They're driving me maniacal in my day to day approach to where every single day gets my best because, oh, oh, you thought you could do that to me. Oh, shit, that's crazy. Watch what I do next. That's ego. And that's a good thing to fucking have because there is something to be said about a person who believes in themselves so goddamn much. It's like, you know what? I love having these people a part of my life. We had amazing memories together. You are incredible and spectacular in your own right. But things didn't work out here because I'm better without you. And now let me show you that. Turn your pain into power. The challenge, the mistakes, the pain points that occur to you, those are opportunities to learn to grow stronger. In September, like I told you guys, I was dealing with some really tough stuff. I talked about it on the podcast many times. In December, that same company that was going through the tough stuff, PayPal shut us down because we made too much fucking money. We had never had this happen before. In eight years on PayPal, we made too much fucking money in December. PayPal started putting all of our money in hold because they thought that the uprise in traffic and volume of income was consistent with what they typically see from drug traffickers or gamblers. (laughs) I had to go through an entire process with PayPal to get that money released to us. That's motherfucking resilience. That's motherfucking showing up and showing out. And right now in January, we're going to beat it. We're going to beat what we did in December. And that is absolutely amazing. Self-reflection is a tool for empowerment. This is my next point. Set aside time every single day for introspection. You need to understand your fears. If you cannot clearly list out your fears in life, clearly and articulately to where anyone can understand them, you don't know yourself well. The same with your desires. What is your desired outcome? If you cannot crystal clear as day, have a mission towards that outcome, then it will not be real. The more crystal clear the roles, the responsibilities, the outcomes, the fears, All of these things drive us. The more crystal clear every single one of those things are, the further you're going to go. People are just throwing darts in the dark at no dartboard. And they're just throwing them hoping that one hits a bullseye. You don't even have a dartboard put up on the wall. You don't even know if you're throwing towards the wall. You're just throwing darts. And that's been me. And it got me absolutely nowhere. Like I took incremental little tiny steps forward. But when you're crystal clear on who and what you are, You're going to go much further than you will any other way. So set aside time for self-reflection. Just make sure that you're aligned. And these things are going to change over time too. Like I'll go back in my journal two, three, four months. I'm like, oh, wow, you know what I wanted then? It's like still somewhere in the same stratosphere of where I'm at now. But since I've gained more life experience, put more things uh, into place, developed my vision, changed my social relationships, changed my self-talk, changed the conversations I'm having, all of these things, then that desired outcome has just shifted a little bit. Reflect. You only learn yourself better and you can also only appreciate the growth that you're undergoing when you continually self-reflect. My last note, visualization and manifestation. I'm massive on this. I chatted about this on the Jared Cardona podcast the other day, which I hope you guys absolutely loved. If you did not yet listen to that, you have to go back after the show and listen to the Jared Cardona podcast. That was a fire, fire episode. Visualize what you want. After you become crystal clear, you visualize it. walking your dog you visualize you're doing cardio you visualize you're listening to some music that hypes you up you visualize it and these visualizations become manifestations i'm soon going to do a podcast exactly on this how Intense visualization can become your brain does not recognize the difference between the reality of images versus how hard you can create images in your head So if reality is real and your brain doesn't perceive that differently from the visualization Images that you're giving it because you're so crystal clear in the path You're going the desired outcome you want the things you need to need to do to get there Then that is literally manifesting it in real time I visualize four, five, six, seven times, like, I mean, I'm going to drive back downtown after this. I actually stopped driving. I started Ubering everywhere because my work output is so needy and intense right now that uh, I sit in the back of these Uber Blacks and I just like work in the back of them on like a 13-minute ride there, a 22-minute ride there. I met Keith for cigars this morning. That was like a 26-minute ride. and I'm just sitting in the back of this Uber cranking work. Um... And I put my headphones in, and I'm cranking work, and I'm manifesting the outcome that's going to do. On my way here, I was Ubering here. I did two client plans that I finished and sent out, um... I finished the plans earlier. I needed just to attach a loom video to them to explain every single part of the plan. Just something that I do to help my, my my clients get started the best. And I'm recording these loom videos and I'm talking through these and I'm just thinking the desired outcome of this client. One client, she's not feeling good. She said she hasn't felt herself since April 2022 when we last worked together. And I'm just desiring that outcome of when she hits me that message or that check-in where she's like, I'm back. And the other client, she wants to achieve her professional status in bikini. And I'm just, I'm in visually, I'm visualizing December of this year, nationals. She, she might be good enough to get it done at that point. And I'm just visualizing how special I'll be when she gets off stage while I'm sitting in these loom videos. And it's like, dude, they can feel your energy. They can feel what you got going on, what you're pouring into this. They know, it. it's, it's in them and you're instilling that vision into them. Manifest the shit that you want to happen visualize it. You have to be a highly attuned individual to be able to put this detailed, intense, in-depth visualization to occur. But you can only do that if you're crystal clear on what it is you want. As always, oh, this helps. You guys love the one-on-one episodes and I love doing the one-on-one episodes. So I'll see you next time.